Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about freedom. What does freedom mean? And how do we actually obtain it without sacrifice? We're going to go even further. Hey, hey, freedom. If freedom wasn't tough enough, we're going to say, let's do it without sacrifice. You might be thinking, well, these people are crazy. How are they going to do it? Well, if you want to know, then listen in because we're going to share how we found that you can choose your freedom and you can start to have it by listening to your own self. What's most important to you so that this way you can actually have freedom with joy, without hard pain. And we want to go into that right now. On this episode, we're going to talk about freedom. And freedom is one of those words that has a lot going on, right? And if we all have different definitions, freedom can mean different things to different people. And we might talk about those different definitions today and really expand upon our own thinking as a collective with my co-hosts here today. I I just want to kick it off. uh, You know, what, what, why this word is so important to us is that we want to achieve at succeeding our goals without sacrifice. And I want to pick on that for a minute because, you know, a lot of times you'll hear other people say that we can't have our life without sacrifice. And some people actually believe that. And there are people right now even could be recording another podcast somewhere or teaching no pain, no gain. And that was brought into my awareness at a young age. I don't know by whom, but I heard it all the time. And growing up in Silicon Valley, California, with all this up and coming entrepreneurs and founders and everyone's talking about the pain they go through for a startup uh, and I'm not denying that there is that pain is can go away from our life. I think, you know, for some parts it could. I'm not denying that we're going to have pain. And I'm not denying that we don't grow from pain. I certainly have. I've had some very painful parts of my life and I've grown from those. But what I am saying is that the definition, no pain, no gain, that's what I have a little uh, disagree with because there's a lot of gain in the good times. There's a lot of gain from a hug, you know, like really, really good things. And I also want to bring in one more layer to this, and then we'll open this up, is emotions. Along with no pain, no gain, that we're talking that the only way you're going to gain in life is to have pain. And I actually sought that out. I actually sought out pain. I thought, if I'm not hurting enough, I'm not gaining enough. And I think that's crazy mindset because you're just seeking more hardship when you don't necessarily need to do that. 
And in fact, it actually takes away some of our guiding things that the human body has. The reason that the human body has feelings is indications, right? So when we put our hand towards fire, you're going to hopefully your body will auto react. Like you might not even know that there's a fire behind you and your body will want to move away because it's feeling the heat. Or if you accidentally touch a stove, you're going to have a knee, knee jerk reaction where you're going to pull your hand away so fast because you don't want to get burned or very, or very little, right? You feel the burn and you move away. So you don't burn more of your body. So you don't hurt yourself more. These are indications. It's an alarm system to tell us, Hey, look out, you know, be safe. It's trying to protect us. And those same signals are also inside of us when we have feelings about subject matters. And oftentimes we ignore those, you know, we uh, like, again, it's like really hard. This is hard. Uh, this hurts. And, and it's tricky because we also are going to have to talk about comfort zone because sometimes we're just uncomfortable. So how do we discern? We're also going to talk about today. How do we discern between getting outside of our comfort zone and actually the feelings of a yes or no? Like what should we do or shouldn't we do? And a lot of times in my life, I would continue down the road hitting every rock, trying to break every rock. And there are books written about this, people that sacrifice so much of their life for 30 years, and then they have this massive breakthrough. And everyone's you know, thinking, okay, I just have to do that. I have to break rocks for 30 years, and then I'll have my life. And I, I want to tell you, the only time you should be breaking rocks is if you're in the mining industry, then maybe you should break rocks. But if you're breaking rocks, and you're not in that industry that don't break rocks, <laughs> stop. You can go around. And when life gets really hard, I believe it's life trying to tell us that we're going the wrong way. And we don't want to stop and give up on our dreams. It's just actually saying, hey, there's another way. So be willing to change how you get there is the key thing for part of this discussion today. Go for your dreams. But then when it gets really hard, that I've found now that's my life saying, Steve, slow down. I think you might be on the wrong road. There might be a quicker path. It's like GPS saying, we found a quicker route. It's uh, it will shave 20 minutes off to your destination. Would you like to accept this? And that's kind of what our body is telling us when we're plowing up against the, you know, really, really hard stuff. Step back. And that's why we like turtles. And that's why I'm wearing a turtle pendant right now. I have a, I have art of turtle on my desk because I'm reminding myself to slow down, to be more aware. And then guess what happens? I work smarter, not harder. So working hard is not always the answer and sacrificing is not always the answer. And so that's why I wanted to find for me, I'm just kicking off our definition and I'm totally open to the, you know, for Stephanie, Giovanni and Melissa to add to this or even disagree on some parts. I'm okay to hear an open discussion about this, but I think success uh, freedom for me is succeeding and achieving my dreams without sacrifice. And I think in the sacrifices, when it's the guiding principle. It's like kind of like the indicator, hey, try something else. And then you can actually have your freedom. Uh, and the reason I define it by this is that when we sacrifice, we're actually giving up our freedom. We're actually saying, no, you have to be locked up. I mean, you have to go to jail for 20 years and then you can come out and then you can have success. You know, then 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 it's okay, everyone. You know, no, it's not. <laughs> no. We don't want to go to jail for 20 years and then and then choose to have our freedom. And I did this. I locked myself up for more than 
a decade as an entrepreneur thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And it wasn't until I changed my thinking about what my freedom was, what my choices were, that I actually started to experience more freedom in my life. Who wants to jump in and add something? Like, what is freedom to you? Is this in alignment, out of alignment, or a new concept? Or, or I know you've all heard me say some of these things, but when you hear this, what does it make you think? Or is there something you want to add or question? I'm open. Um, I'm sure we all have something to share. It's the reason I came off mute first is because I had written down and like right before you said it, just discomfort um, and comfort zone because it's okay to be uncomfortable. In fact, just piggybacking off our last podcast, that's a lot of times how we grow. Like we have to get outside our comfort zone in order to experience new things, learn new lessons and to have that growth. And that's very different than subjecting yourself to pain and struggle and hustle and all these things that we think we need to have to like almost earn it. Right. Like I think we've been taught that in order to earn the success or the freedom or whatever it is, we have to struggle. We have to sacrifice. We have to do the, have the no pain, no gain, because that's how we get there. Like it's, it doesn't come easy. Like we've been trained for whatever reason. I don't know who started that horrible rumor, but um, that was a concept that, you know, made sense for me for a long time. And it's, it's very counterintuitive, although not anymore, but it, that just the concept of, you know, it doesn't have to be that way was very counterintuitive until I realized that it's actually better when you don't have pain for so many reasons. And you actually have more gain when you don't have pain because you feel good and you're able to spread the love to your clients, to your family, to your relationships, whatever that is. So it actually makes for a more beautiful experience in general, not just in business. And I think this is one of those, you know, more business, more life things, but you can actually have both. Uh, you can have both. So I would say, yes, I'm definitely in alignment with you on that one. So, and I'll just jump in here because I think for me, when I think about freedom, there are a whole lot of things that come to mind for me, but I think quite the first one is really focused on, you know, the absence of necessity or bondage, I guess. And so when I think of freedom, you know, especially when we're talking about financial freedom, I mean, to be able to do what you want, when you want, whenever you want, right? I mean, that is freedom, right? Yeah. And what do you have to do in order to achieve that freedom? Uh, when we talk about sacrifice, then I kind of go to what does sacrifice mean to me? Because sacrifice is different for everybody, I think, as well, yeah. especially when you're talking about, I mean, for me, when I was working the corporate job and my kids were very little, I had to commute, you know, each way was at least an hour and a half each way. So I didn't have a lot of time to spend with my kids. Thankfully, my husband was closer and worked from home a lot. So he was there for the kids, but it was me sacrificing time with the kids. And so I think a lot of time when we think about, you know, without sacrifice, it's like, I want to be able to be close to the family. I want to be able to, to have both, right. To, to have it all the cake and eat it. Right. And so I think, 
I think definitely the mindset for me kind of shifted at some point because when I started working, I was like, I have to do whatever I have to do so that I can move up in the company and make the money that I need and, you know, all of that so that I can do something different. And then you look, you know, down the line and you realize, oh my gosh, it's been 10 years and you've sacrificed, you know, kind of all of the family time and, you know, vacations and other things that maybe you shouldn't have. So definitely, you know, I tell people now, it's like, you know, if you're a young person, if you're just starting a startup, like create the life you want, create the business that you want. You know, if you figure out how do you work four days a week? Uh, how do you work less than 40 hours a week? Because those are things that will make your life better and you won't have to sacrifice. You will figure out how you can maintain your life without going there. Just to jump in real quick, Melissa, and then I want to hear Giovanni's voice jump in here too. I, I This is just like screaming out of me because you know, when we're talking about the essence of freedom and like people not having their freedom, and we even know that like uh, human trafficking is on a rise, they're saying it's like three to four times the, the deepest part of the slave trading that was happening. We're three to four times that right now in 2023. It's like, what is happening? And, you know, I think it goes back to some of these, some of these principles of what is important, you know, what is really, really important. Cause we're here, we are talking about our family. And, you know, when I read some of the stories of missing children, a lot of times the parents are absent because they're working and they're doing these things. So, and uh, it does put a pressure, you know, there are times financially I've felt the pressure and you're like, okay, I got to do whatever it takes. And sometimes then it's to our own demise I think sometimes it's easier just to work harder, you know, right? It's like, okay, I'll just yeah. put more hours in. I'll, I'll just do it. That'll be the answer. So we're actually not taking the time to think, wait, is there a better way? Is there another way that I could make enough money or, or did I overspend? Do I have too big of a house? Like, should I, I mean, what, what are the real choices? But sometimes we don't even have that kind of discussion in our mind. We just start, okay. I'm here. I'll just work more. And then we're gone. And then our kids disappear either like literally or figuratively or emotionally or physically. And, you know, even someone told me once, like, Steve, you know, the work you do, you're actually helping the world civically, because if you're working so hard, you can't even be a good neighbor. You can't be a good parent. You can't be a good community member. Um, wow. I just got tingles in my body. I mean, this is the real deal we're talking about. So if we want to have freedom and we don't want to lose freedoms, we need to be aware. And if we're so tired and working so hard and grinding so much, and there are people right now with the way the economy is while we're recording this, they're like, what are you talking about? Take more time off. Like we need to work harder. Like, oh my gosh. And then you get into this whirlwind of darkness. You know, and it does have reverse thinking, like both Melissa and Stephanie have just stated. It's, you know, we get in this thinking and and like, I love how it made me laugh, Stephanie, you're like, who made this terrible rumor, but you know, it it's easy to step into this. So I know we're asking you as the listener to expand your thinking for a minute and try this on. I mean, here, I just want to say this and then I want to hear, I want to open the mic for everyone else. You are not going to lose anything you've already learned when you try something new. So we might be bringing some new concepts that might push the envelope of your beliefs. And just remember, 
that you have all of your beliefs. So if what we're telling you, you try it out and it doesn't work, you can always go back to what you already know. So you have nothing to lose by trying something out. You know, uh, just a funny anecdote to that. Like I was reading about Buddha and they, uh, they, you know, they're all about compassion and oneness with each person. And they said, you know what, if you don't believe what we're saying, just try it out. The worst case, you're going to be really nice to people for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, like, so, so it's just the same thing. Like try some of these things out. And I think what we're trying to impress upon you is actually take a moment to be creative and see if there's another way. There's always another way. And we just get bogged down to the easiest route. I'm just going to put more hours in. So on top of all that, what I like to, would say is too, is like kind of backing it up a little bit. Cause we've jumped on a lot of bunch of stuff here and like I was writing notes for each of it. And um, like the first thing that I like, no, actually numbered my notes, like what's important. So like, I think like defining what freedom is for you. Right. Cause each of us can define it's all different for us. Right. And then like, is that financial freedom? Is it time freedom? Cause if you're listening right now, you have financial freedom, but you don't have your time freedom. What is, you know, how, how are you feeling? What does that mean? So I'd always say define something, right? Define whatever it is that you're, it is that you're going for. What is your, what does financial freedom look like for you? And what does your time freedom look like? And then not, the second thing after that was kind of getting to Melissa. He's like, well, she's like, I need to sacrifice to work more so that I can, you know, have the money that I need. And then I was like, well, why do we need, why do we need to make so much money? Like what? And then Stevie put on a point as well as like, as like, yeah, did you overbuy a house, right? Too much. And then like all this like stuff started coming like, all links together, but it's like, yeah. So why do we need to work so much? Like, why do you need to work so much? We work to make money, right? Well, why do you need so much money? Right? Because you have an idea of your house, the certain lifestyle that you want, right? The, the big house, the, whatever it is, the vacations, all the things, right. But if you created your life in a different way where you didn't need all that, you still had the freedom and the luxuries that you want. Right. And then Stephanie said something the the hustle culture, but well, she didn't say culture, but she said the hustle. Like, I think that's what it's become is this hustle culture, right? Like yeah. people are like, because people are working so hard in their nine to five, they're like, you need to become a business owner. You need to have a, a, your own business. Right. And so they're like, okay, so while you're working nine to five, you got to do your side hustle until that side hustle makes more money than your nine to five. Then once that does, then you can kind of double down on that side hustle. And then you have that, but which is good. I mean, I think you should become your own boss, right? Like you should have that because that helps you create more freedom. Um, but Steve has teaching is teaching us how to, if you have your own nine to five, how to create that freedom as well in it. So there's a bunch of things I don't want to railroad it, but like there was one more thing that came to mind was like the no pain, no gain. For me, it seems like it was who started the rumor was the people who like, and you said this before, Steve, like, yeah, after 30 years, it works, right? Like you, you have that growth that you need, but you don't, and I think we're getting past that, especially the younger generations, like millennials, my, myself and uh, Gen Z are seeing that their parents and grandparents, the lifestyle that they had doesn't work, right? It's broken. It's a broken system. And so the no pain, no gain no longer works. I mean, it works, but it no longer works for us. It's like, and what you teach, Steve, and it's like, it's mindset. And a lot of people are touching on this is that that you need to change the mindset of working smarter to working smarter, not harder kind of a thing. Cause there's tons of people who work hard, right? You look at nine to fivers, blue collar people, they're working their butts off and they're the ones who are struggling the most because they're, 
they're working all these hours. Their companies are cutting back on pay, on time off, all this stuff. And their work, they're putting all of their, their energy and life into it. And they're not getting any better, right? It's the people who have the businesses and their, their time and that who are structuring this the way they want to live. So those are kind of the thoughts. And then there's more, but I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to railroad uh, this, but like, that's, that's like kind of the stuff that was kind of popping in. Well, and, and I just want to, because you ended at a point where I feel like there's this elephant in the room, which is, you know, when we think about economic empowerment at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about influence and impact. You can't, it, it, to me, having freedom if you don't have influence over when you work, how you work, like how do you create that influence and impact? And to your point, you have people that are creating, these are entrepreneurs creating the structure, but then you have groups of people that have been marginalized and don't have the influence or the impact, right? So, you know, being able to get to that freedom, being able to own my first house, you know, all of those things that then create the wealth that I need or, you know, so to me, it's like, yes, it's, it's easy to say, yes, I want that. And I want to be financially free, but everybody doesn't kind of have access to be able to do those things. Um, And so the folks that we're talking to today, quite frankly, many of them are, you know, socially conscious entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, and you know leaders in their in their own right but we do have the opportunity to influence and impact our employees our constituents our stakeholders our communities and you see lots of things changing in that you know when you t- i mean i was just looking at something where i think a grocery store i can't remember the name of it is essentially starting and and as opposed to having a private company start, they actually have the community coming in, providing the seed money and doing, you know, and essentially they will own that grocery store, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of really innovative ideas that are starting to come about so that the power and the influence isn't all sitting with one person, but we have the ability to really distribute that opportunity and influence throughout our communities um, so that we don't end up with so many marginalized communities, but we actually have the inclusion that we want. And yeah, and you know, then it, it helps everyone and there's learning on both sides. Right. Because because you know when you think about it as an entrepreneur, you want freedom as well. And then if you keep ownership of all of the of the top level work because you're not releasing it, then you end up keeping a lot of that work, you know, instead of you want ownership, you want your management team and all of your people to be a part of the company. And I think some of that has been lost. I think many years ago, people were proud of the companies they worked for. And now that's kind of gone away and, and feel, you know, but we need to come back to that level of together, you know, which is another one of our episodes we're going to talk about where we can all work together to have more and go farther as a community. And, you know, so then we need to, you know, come in and it's a lot of mindset shifts, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of this separation has come to a zero sum mindset where I have, I have, I have it and I need to keep it. And so that I can keep it. And then, and then there are the other side where it's like, oh, they have it and I don't have it. And now I need to get it from them. 
And this is tricky thinking because ultimately we need to start first focusing on what can we do. And there are, like Melissa's pointing out there, it's different for different people, right? We have access to different resources and all those things, but we still have to come back to responsibility of what can I do? And, and there are some of us that maybe have more resources and we can we can bring aid and we can help with that and, and have alliances and those things are good as well. And, uh, but we have to start shifting that thinking because you could get stuck in a dark place saying, oh, it's their fault and I don't have anything. And now we're actually not gaining traction. Now it's like spinning the tire in mud and it just does put more mud in your life. It just makes it darker and darker and darker and more disgruntled. And we need to have access to that. And we need also on the thinking side of, of control, there is still thinking in, in this day, which it's just, it's crazy to me. I have to say that because, you know, there's a lot more folks that are waking up to different uh, mindset, but this idea of just holding on to things and it, that mindset is, is very old. There's no, uh, that's like a finite thought and there's no finite number of money anymore. Now it's all, it's not even backed by any kind of hard. It's like, it used to be backed by precious metal, right? Like the pound was backed by the sterling. The U S dollar was backed by gold, all these things. Right? And even before that, we were actually trading with coins. There were actual precious metals, right? Or gems or, or trading. Everything's about trading, right? You're trading even livestock or uh, you make, uh, you know, blankets out of wool and that would be your currency. It's a value driven economy. And I think we need to look at that. So I often ask myself, how can I help people? And this is the entrepreneur in me. I know I have to admit, like I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and I think, okay, well, as long as people need help, there is something to be done period. As long as, and we know a lot of people need help right now. And when times you become tougher, there's more opportunity to help. And the more you help, the more, like, I do believe in that. If you help a lot of people, then you can have what you want. So I'm just adding this in, Melissa, to like, say, okay, what can I do? You know, people often think you have to, they say, when you have money, don't change. But I have to tell you, you have to change to have it. That's, uh, that's the thing. And so wherever you are, and however limited your resources are, and and if they are more limited, then you know, asking for help more is is a good thing. And I have to say, I I can admit to not doing that. You know, there's an embarrassment. It's like, oh, I should be able to do this. We don't ask for help enough. I know I didn't. You know, because uh, you think that you 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 have to do it yourself, and that comes back to the hard part. I'm going to make it harder on myself. I have to do it all by myself. And so I think, you know, a big part of what you're bringing up, Melissa, is community. And I do believe if we lift each other up, we can all have more. And that's the missing link. Like everyone thinks, oh, if I help everyone have more, then I won't have any. Like, and that's the thinking that goes haywire. Then that's where we've been living for hundreds, thousands of years where it's like mine or yours. Well, what if it's ours? Yeah, that's that scarcity mindset, right? Yep, yep. And it leads down a dark road for both parties because you can meet some really uh, wealthy people. Like you think of the Ebenezer Scrooge. It's really lonely. You can have all the money in the world, but by yourself. <laughs> and then the other side could be very lonely and dark too. And I'm not, and I guess I got to also say, I'm not saying that it's easy all the time. You know, when we're in those dark places and I've been there is not easy that's where outside help can help pull us out of those spaces 
So, but I guess it's the main points of that is find the responsibility in yourself. What can you do? And if you look at some of the most successful people that have come from really tough times, or even if they've come from privilege, when they take responsibility for their life, they tend to have a result. And then when you are not feeling that, then reach out for help because a lot of times it's hard to look in the mirror when you're feeling all that pressure and say that you can do it, you know? And that's why I think we need allies to help us. Yeah. It's like a, it came to mind, it's like a mind freedom. Again, it's defining your freedom, right? It's when you do have that, that capacity, mental capacity to let go of those things or reach out to somebody. Um, as I continue to do uh, neuro-linguistics programming sessions for myself personally, working with somebody, them coaching me or going through the session. One time uh, she said that she is, because we were talking about like, like um, how we define ourselves or how we see ourselves and like that. And she's like, she's like, I see myself as a, as a peacemaker. She's like, because if I can help each individual person, I can help find peace within themselves that creates more peace within the world. Right. Because if somebody's angry or frustrated with the world, right, they're going to possibly cause chaos throughout the world. Right. So if she can help them find the peace within, she's creating more peace. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that, that is a magical way to think of what of what you're doing, helping people. Um, and I thought it was just like a, as a, a nice little reframe of like, like, yeah, how do you see yourself in the world? Like what's the, like what freedom do you create for yourself in the world? And in today's society because yeah if i mean if you're coming from some place of of lack and like that's all you, you kind of know like hey how do you get past that to create that freedom because there's people who've done it right i mean you look at people who've come from extreme circumstances in their life and now they're you know whatever we want to define success as right you know they're they have financial success or you know they have families where they came from no like not having a family kind of a thing right again defining our our things here so it's like, yeah, how do we help more of those people who are in those circumstances then find those the, the successes of they, what they want, right? So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. Defining the success, just to add in is, you know, like, because you think, I was thinking about this a couple of years ago. Actually, before I was paralyzed, I was already coming onto this thinking is, what are we defining success as? You know, for me, I'm a family man. I've got three kids and I'm like, you know, I want to go have a picnic by a river with my family or by the ocean or whatever it is. And then, you know, sometimes we like, you know, make all these thoughts in our head that I have to go do this and that, and then I can go have that picnic or I have to buy the river. Why did you buy a river? Oh, well, because I wanted to have picnics with my family. No, you don't have to buy the river. You can, there's rivers that are open to the public. You can go there and you can have a picnic right now. You know, so sometimes you just 
have to uh, have to go and do that thing. And it's, it's redefining expectations. I think that's another word that we didn't include here. We define our own expectations. Then we actually create our own jail cell because if we put our mind, I have to have this and this and this and this for success, then we ultimately then create our own sentencing. Now I have to be a, a, you know, a millionaire. I have to have $10 million. I have to own hotels and then I'll be able to rest. Then I'll be able to enjoy my family. Oh my gosh. You just put mountains in between you and what you really want. So that's why we often ask, what would you like? And then we say, well, well, having that do for you. And this goes back to the neurolinguistics and who's, uh, and, you know, we have to give thanks to Carl Bukite for uh, bringing that to us and um, into, into our lives here uh, with that is so powerful because I've been with people and they're like, I want to make $2 million. And I'm like, what will having that do for you? And I literally had one woman say to me once, she said, oh, you're right, Steve. And I wasn't even debating with her. I, was, I just started listening. She said, you're right. It's not more money. I actually want more time. And I'm just thinking in my mind that if I have $2 million, I'll have more time. But I'm seeing now after you're asking this question that that's not true. So really what they want is more time. So you have to ask all, ask yourself and we'll ask you if you ever have a call with one of us, what will having that do for you? Because then that ultimately can dig down to what do you actually want? You know, and even in the toughest times, you know, I've been spending time around Tulsa and, you know, some of you might know the Black Wall Street uh, story. And Melissa and I got to visit the new museum that they have, they've had for the last couple of years there. You know, it's it's under-celebrated, I think. You know, every, there is obviously very tragic what happened, but also there's some celebrations. I mean, look at what they did. The, the reason that the whole thing even happened, and this goes back to sad thinking, sad thinking that, you know, people, if someone has something, then, you know, someone else shouldn't have it. And then that's literally kind of what was happening, right? Because they were having such prosperous times. That's why they call it Black Wall Street. And what were they doing? They were working with each other. They were dreaming. They, If they wanted to do a certain thing, they did it, you know, and, and they went and did it, you know. So it is, and they, they've flourished. And they even flourished more because they weren't allowed to trade with, uh, with the white folk. So they actually had to keep their commerce with themselves, which actually, you know, I was talking to an economist from New Zealand and they said, people think collecting money is the best way to grow the economy when it's actually the frequency of exchange. It's not about keeping money. It's about frequency of exchange because uh, that's that he put a, and I I'm ruining, uh, he had a, a tricky question. He said, how do you feed and clothe and shelter a whole village with a hundred dollars? And everyone's going around the table saying all these ideas, none of them worked, right? Uh, because they didn't say one thing. He said, it's how fast that hundred dollars moves. If you keep moving that hundred dollars, everyone would have it, right? If they bought shoes from that neighbor and then they bought this and then they bought that, that hundred dollars would rotate around and that has how economies are created. So that's even the scary thing about like the news and such when everyone's like, go into like, oh my gosh, the chaos, keep all your money. We actually stop or slow the economy in that when it's fact, when we move money, then we actually create, and that's what happened. If you look at the history of Black Wall Street, they were moving their economics. They were working together in a collective, and then everyone was prospering in their trade and what they love to do. You know, and so I know we're adding layers and layers, and this is probably like 
a 15 part episode, but I have to talk about freedom. I mean, this is massive, right? I, we understand that we're talking about a massive thing and that's why more business, more life podcasts will continue on so we can keep these discussions going. But I think we're just we're trying to pierce the hard walled mindset. We have these things that are, we feel are locked in. They are the way that they are when they're not. And we can look at history to prove that things can change. You know, and, and one more thing to add to that. I mean, this is a time when there was special maps so that black people could navigate without getting killed because they couldn't go through certain neighborhoods that uh, this is at that period. And then they were able to flourish. Talk about the mindset and strength that they were able to take and taking that responsibility. So that's what I'm just talking about now. We need to uh, continue to do these things, you know, take responsibility for your life. They were under restraint even more than now. I mean, it is, it still can be tough. I'm not denying that there are, you know, neighborhoods that probably are pretty darn scary for certain folks. And the reality is that had happened before and worse because it was public and it was like public knowledge. You can't walk in this town. Like literally, like they would tell people and yet they still positive inside. How can I create my life? Not everyone. Again, it's not everyone, but these are the stories that we hear about really strong people that said, what would I like? I'm going to go do it. And I'm not saying that people don't need help, but like, I'm not saying that please don't take this as an, a complete thing. I'm just trying to invoke everyone to have your own responsibility and reach out for help when you need it. It's the, it's the, and it's together. Those things can make a difference. And I think we're starting to see more of it, of that community. Like Melissa was saying, right. The grocery store, it's like, it's almost like it's a co-op, right? Like yeah. the, the neighborhood is getting in on it. And like the more I, it's crazy. Like the, the more you look for something, the more you find it. Right. I mean, with anything, like when you start buying a new car, right, that whole thing, you, you're looking for a new car, you see that car you like, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere on the road. Like once you start looking into things like this, of like, if you started doing Google search of like communities building grocery stores, you'll start seeing like they're like everywhere. And if you start looking for communities building businesses, like you'll just like you just start seeing it everywhere. And I think there is a shift of people and like we're we're like literally us four right here are doing our part and helping people create the freedom that they, de they desire right because a lot of times people don't know to ask because a lot of people still unfortunately are on that mindset of like no this is the way it is i gotta i gotta grind it out until i have that break right well hey there's another way to grind it out right the steve what you said uh what michelle masters one of our mentors taught you like hey steve you're grinding your coffee like manually grinding it right you got the you got the beans, you're harvesting the beans, you, you're putting the beans in there, you're drying, you're doing the whole thing, you're just cranking away. It's like, hey, Steve, you know, they uh, invented this uh, uh, automatic coffee maker, you just put the beans in and push the button and it grinds it up for you. Right? Like, that's, like, that's where we're going. Like, there's so much with technology to help us bridge that gap of creating that freedom. And I think that's kind of getting back to what I said earlier of, of, or what uh, Stephanie was saying, you know, who created that lie or that rumor of the, you know, work harder kind of a thing. It's like, cause maybe back, maybe back in the day you did have to, you had to grind it out. Like you had to, but even then, as I was thinking that, like, there's like the rich people, who's the, who's the, the still the magnet um, JP was a JP. Well, there's a lot of them, but yeah, JP Morgan, are you talking about Andrew Carnegie? Andrew Carnegie. Yeah. All those people like, they didn't grind it. They were just, they just had the the mindset, the thoughts to create this business. And they had workers, right. Who was Andrew Carnegie. He like would spend like 
the summer in Scotland and like not work at all or something like that. Like he yeah. would literally summertime just go to his his country home in in Ireland or something like that and like literally not take any phone calls. He's like, I'm I'm off for six months. And he's he was like one of the richest men in the world at the time. So like that kind of stops me. Like it it does come down to that mindset, that freedom. He had that freedom mindset. He's like, hey, I'm creating this value for the country, the world. Like, and he's like, I yeah, I don't work. It's like, don't call me six months. I'm and out. the thing, and there's things that you could read about him and that he there's some bad decisions that he made and some poor things that he did. But also people don't know this man's history. They were immigrants too. They came from yeah. Scotland and they were literally in coal mines, had no place to live, lived in a relative's attic, I believe it was. His father was a drunk. Uh, to the point where he would just not work his his mom was trying to raise the kids and sew things and make any money they could to have food and as a young boy he literally was in the mines right and they, they say he would come back covered in coal uh to make it and then he was really he was always looking for how he could do something and so then um forget what the transition was he was learning to read like on his own. I believe I forget. It's been a long time since I read the story, but somehow he got into messaging, carrying messages around. And then he saw someone doing Morse code and he's like, Oh, what's that? So then he said, can I learn this at night? So at night that he just practiced Morse code and he became one of the best Morse code. So again, doing things, it's not just like all of a sudden, like, and see, sometimes people think some of these men and some people did come from, they call it a silver spoon. Right. But Angie Carnegie is one of the ones that did not came from like bad uh home life alcoholism uh you know being like immigrants that no one wanted to be around you know uh the irish and the scots are some of them italians too my family lineage they couldn't get jobs without changing their last name so it didn't look italian um and we had a little bit easier because some of our complexion was lighter my grandfather was sicilian he was dark complected. He was not okay. Like he got, he had the worst of it. Uh, he always told me, he said, Stephen, we grew up on a tough street and we, the further down the street you went, the tougher it got. And we lived in the last house. And sometimes I thought they were joking, but then uh, one time I was at a wedding from my, a friend of my wife and they used to call one of my, my grandfather, my mom's side, they called it the bucket of blood in Rochester, New York. And I thought that there was all, you know, these crazy stories that my family was just trying to act tough, right? I, I thought that I'm, I'm going to be really direct. And then uh, I knew that it was called the Blue Front. That was the name of the bar. And I was at a, a wedding in Chicago, not related to anything. It was through my wife's friends and no relation. And I'm sitting at the table with the bride's um, grandmother. And she said, oh, I grew up in Rochester. I was like, no way. So some of my family's from Rochester. You know, my grandparents had the blue front. I didn't say, and she said, the bucket of blood. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. She said, that was the toughest bar. Oh, I hate it when my husband would go over there. I'm like, what? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. She's like, yes, it's real. Like no one went there. It was like the tough Italians, like all these crazy people because they had a tough life. She said it was a tough neighborhood. And I got my phone. Luckily, my grandmother was still alive. I called and had them talk and they were like, oh. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff was real. Like they had to take care of themselves because the law didn't take care of them. No one, you know, it was like that whole thing. And that's, I know I'm going way off subject, but I'm not. And if you can roll up the story with me, so many people you hear about that have achieved crazy success, they came from these types of adversities. We're not the only one, you know, and, and I know some have it worse, 
you know, at least I know I talked to Melissa, you know, some of her family members and her, her late husband's family members, they don't even know where they come from. So I can be grateful that I actually know my lineage. They had tough times, but I know like some people don't even know their family. I mean, so I'm saying all this because I don't know your pain. Everyone has different levels of trials and tribulations, but there's one thing that remains the same. We can choose. You can choose to change right now, today. And I'm not saying it's without adversity. I'm not saying it's out without diversity uh, or adversity. It is we have to choose first. That's why I say choose gratitude, create freedom. It's in the choice. Andrew Carnegie could have said, we're slum from Scotland and we just work in the coal mines and that's what we do. That's what our family does. And my dad's drunk, so I'm going to start drinking. And I'm a drunk now too. And this happens. We could write a book about that, but no one reads those books. <laughs> you know, maybe they do, you know, but a lot, there's a story after story. I could tell you families that have the same thing came from Scotland, came from Ireland, came from Africa, came from South America and lines and lines of alcoholics. And, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing either. They all went through tough times and we can reach for numbness or we could reach to change. And there's a lot in that because there's a lot of healing <laughs> that has to happen. And I, we, and like Giovanni said, the four of us here want to help you heal. So I guess, I, I guess why did I come to this place here? We're talking about freedom and you may be listening to that. You're like, yeah, it's nice for you. Good for you that you have freedom. My family doesn't. And maybe they don't right now, but if you choose to reach out for help, because Giovanni's right, we are in a time of unprecedented chance and opportunity for so many people. Like because of where we are in this world, in this time right now, there's more opportunity than ever. And yet we still have adversity. Yes. But you can choose to work your way. And we could tell you a million stories more about people that overcome this. I know I'm like railing on these stories, but it's like near and dear to my heart. I hope that for me at the end of this now, I didn't even know that this is where we go for this podcast. But if anybody just has the thought that they could choose something different by the end of this podcast, listening to it, that would fill my heart up. So before we go, and I'm just going to ask a question. We still have like at least eight minutes. More, so you <laughs> ask that question. I'm going to ask a question because I think a lot of people are like, okay, so how, what is freedom? Like, so I, maybe you guys can talk a little bit about what your freedom actually looks like. Yeah, I think for, for me, just personally, it is that ability to structure my day the way I would like, even though I don't always do it, but I have that freedom to structure it and things will happen, right? Like it's just life. If you think every single day is going to be exactly how you plan it, then uh, you might need to just switch that just a little bit because you never know what's going to happen, right? You just, but but having that ability to structure the day the way I would like it, that for me is is a lot of freedom. If you, if you listen to this podcast before uh, this season or last season, um, I tell you that I was the worst worker or employee, I would say, for any, for any company I worked for, I was the worst employee um, because I couldn't, like, my mind just doesn't process like that way. I just, same with school. I mean, the same thing, right? School where taught to sit down for eight hours and just focus on this thing and not move. And like, I'm, I'm not programmed that way. So I need to 
at least have the ability to move around. You tell me, hey, he's like, when you tell somebody not to do something, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how it is. So for me, freedom, just to get back to it, is, is that ability to have the stru- structure of the day the, the way I want it. Awesome. That's a great question, Melissa. <laughs> You're so good at that. My gosh, we talked about so many amazing things today. I think, you know, to your point, Steve, about choice to figure out what that looks like for you. Like, what does freedom mean? What do you want? And then to design your life in that way. And it uh, might sound grandiose. It might sound unachievable when you do check in with yourself and ask yourself those questions like, what would I like? And not just because I think that's what I want, but what will having that do for me? And then to figure out what is that freedom? Is it the time? Is it the financial? I mean, when it comes to the financial freedom, you could spend whatever it is you make. Like, why do we need that money? Like, you know, Giovanni was saying, what do we need that for? What is the most important thing? But we do have to design it. And then we just have to start and take that next step and then take the next step after that. And I think sometimes when the freedom feels so far away or it looks too big for us to to really think that we could have that, we just have to figure out, you know, what that looks like, design it and get started and move toward move towards it and just know that like it could be slow, it could be fast, but it's worth it to be one step closer every day, you know, if you're going towards something that's really important. So I think for me with freedom, like how do I create freedom is to think about what that means. And I, you know, I think a lot of us have families and we want it to be focused around family, but we also want to help people. So for me, my day is structured around like how much of that can I give to my family and how much of that can I give to my clients, to my team, to my community, whatever that is, and really working backwards to design it. So if it's like, if I want this result in a month, in three months, this year, how do I break that down and work backwards to figure out if in order for me to have that a year from now, in order for me to have that a month from now, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do this hour? And if you do it in that way, it might sound like over analyzing or whatever, but that is actually what gives you the freedom within your day, within your life, because you know that you made space and made time to, to work towards these things. So you do have to first figure that out for yourself. What is the thing? Like, what is the freedom that I want? And then start putting things in motion. And then that sort of changes your mindset around things too, right? Like you're moving forward, like forward progress is, um, I think what's most important to me. And like Giovanni said, like things are not always going to go right. Things are going to blow up sometimes and that's okay. Um, that's okay. It's what we do next. I think that is what matters. Can I add something as you were talking, Stephanie, sorry, Steve, uh, as you were saying that, like something came to mind was like, was like, choose yourself first. It's like, It, and it's it, okay. It's okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not okay. okay. It's not selfish. It's okay. Yeah. Vital. Yeah. And I was going to say like, yep, yeah, we, we have this thing that like choosing yourself is a selfish thing, but it's, it's not selfish in a negative way. It is, it is selfish because like it's, you're, you're taking care of yourself, but if you can't, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else or you can only take care of other people for an unlimited time. Right. And tell you, if you have a piece of bread and you're giving it to everybody else, but you're starving yourself, eventually you're you're not going to be able to give out any bread right if you're not eating so like you so when you steve was talking about choosing it's like i think you have to choose yourself first 
even if you have kids, if you have family, whatever, you have to choose yourself because even within that, you showing your kids that you're choosing yourself allows them to be able to choose themselves and have the life that they want, right? Um, I know, it's, and it's hard and being a new parent yourself, like you want to try to like, like just all your attention just on them and like, and yes, you should, but at the same time, you have to take care of yourself and like, whether you have a nine to five, you have your own business, wherever you're at, whether you're financially successful or you have a lot of time and not finances, whatever, maybe like you need to choose yourself first so that you can then have the life that you want. Cause if you don't choose that, then maybe all the other choices after after that aren't going to be, aren't going to work as well, if that makes sense. Well, and you're giving up and you're giving up your freedom at that and point. Up, yeah, get back to the, yep, giving up your freedom. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, so just to add all of that. So I love, thank you, Stephanie and Giovanni, and thank you, Melissa for the question. And I think, you know, it's what we've been kind of trying to define, but also give some procedures, but I think, you know, bringing it back to your question, how do we find our freedom? I, I would say to everyone, what is the experience you want? Because I think quite often we create, you know, the lack of freedom because we choose what everyone else is doing. We say, oh, I have to go get a job and then I have to get a job and then I have to get married and then I have to get married. And I have to have kids and then I have to have kids. I have to have a house and then I have to have the house and I have to have cars and I have to have this and, oh, uh, and, uh, their kids are going to piano lessons. So my kids have to go to piano lessons and your kid doesn't like piano lessons. Like too bad. You have to take piano lessons because the neighbor's kids are taking piano lessons. And then you just go like on and on and on. And people are having like hate, you know, it's the saddest thing to have someone say, I hate my life. Wow. You know, I was telling Melissa yesterday, I, I want to make a shirt that says, don't hate, celebrate. You know, it's like, this is, we need to, and you're going to celebrate when you choose your life. So back to Melissa's question, in short, write down, pick up a piece of paper and start writing down what experiences you want in your life. And I want, and I would say, go as far as to say, if you're going to die soon, and because technically we all are going to die soon, maybe you're going to live another 50 years, 60 years, maybe 20 more years. No one knows really. And so why would we not be living as if we're only going to have a short time left? Because really, we only do have a short time left. So the reality is we need to be thinking that way. And that's why I was bringing up, just go to the river and have a picnic with your family if that's what you want. You know, there's an old fishing story, and I can't remember where, because I've heard it different ways. But I, I want to say that it was a story, a, a Mexican story, because that's how I was told. And some people said it differently, but there's a Mexican fisherman, and he was uh, coming in with his little boat at midday. And there was the yacht in the harbor that day. And the guy on the yacht yelled down to the guy in the fishing boat and said, hey, what are you doing coming in so early? And he's like, I'm going to have lunch with my family. And then the guy said, why would you do that? Why don't you go back out and get more fish? And then the, the little uh, Mexican fish, fishing boat man said, well, uh, what would that happen? What, what then what would happen? Oh, well, then you'd be able to buy a bigger boat because you'd have more money. Oh, and then then what would I do? Oh, well, then you'd be able to catch more fish. And then and then the man said again, well, then what would I do? And he said, well, then you probably would be able to hire more people and maybe you'd even be able to buy a second boat. And he said, well, then what would I do then? He said, well, then you'd catch more fish and then you'd be able to buy more boats and you'd have a whole fleet one day. And he said, well, then what would I do? He said, then you'd be able to be on a yacht like I am and be able to have lunch with your family midday like I'm about to go do. And then the Mexican fisherman said, I'm going to have lunch with my family right now, too. What is these things that we think we have to have lunch on a yacht? Maybe you want that. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. If you want that, 
you can go obtain it, but you have to ask yourself, Melissa, going back to your question, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? That's what's most important. And then you can start designing it. Going back to Stephanie saying, you know, once we know our experiences, what then do we choose? Going back to what everyone else is saying here. So I hope, and that's why it's, it's choosing gratitude and creating your freedom. Start being grateful for what you have now. You know, that you have two legs. Like I was paralyzed. I'm grateful I can walk. I'm grateful that I can sit here and talk on this podcast with all of you. There are things that could be gone tomorrow. So live and live in the way that you want. Does that, hopefully that helped give a little yeah. light to your question. Lisa. No, I think that's right. I think, I think a lot of people forget the journey and we're so busy working and trying to achieve whatever it is we're you know we want to achieve in terms of our purpose that we forget about the journey like we're only here for a limited time frame so yes you want to make sure that you can make an impact on your purpose but you also want to have fun right and yeah. you know like what do you want in life how, how do you want to leave here so you know we always seem to go back to death i don't know why i think i do but you know, is we just have a limited amount of time. So you know, we want to be able to really enjoy the journey. So when you talk about being grateful for what you have, I mean, start there. You mean you, you know, I don't know where everybody's starting, but there is always something to be grateful for. Absolutely. And, and mm -hmm. speaking of two things, time and joy time, we're at our time for today's podcast. And two, next, podcast, we're going to talk about fun. How do we enjoy our life and how is it an indication of our freedom or not? So it actually is continuation of this conversation. How can we find joy in all that we do and allow that to be our indicator of our freedom, right? And what we want in our life, an indicator of process. Like where are, are we on the right road or are we not on the right road? So we're going to go even deeper. And if you've enjoyed this discussion, Please let us know what was the part that was most intriguing to you. What part do you agree or disagree with? And share that with us too. And what questions do you have? Share that with us. Uh, we'd love to have you subscribe and continue to listen and, and be a part of the conversation. We want to hear from you so we can, you know, curate the next things that we, the topics that we, that we choose to talk about. You will help that. We obviously, we are, if you haven't figured it out already, we are doing this to help others. And so if we don't hear from you, then it's hard to know if we're doing a good job. So please let us know. And if you do really like this, please share it. Obviously, we want more people to hear it so we can make a difference in the world. So thank you so much for listening. Until our next episode, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.